not that cricket. Welcome to the very first episode of the Clubhouse End Podcast. My name is Larry Kuderai and I've got a bunch of things to go through. Oh, just to give you all the background of this podcast is I realized that there was very little content on Zimbabwean cricket. So I decided get into the zeitgeist, get conversations happening, inspired by a lot of work that is going on out there. Guys like Adam Collins with a bunch of other people who are creating amazing content. So I'm just joining in the bandwagon so that we can get you closer to the game. The first episode is going to be much of a monologue from me, just giving you news and just updates of what's been happening in cricket from the Logan Cup uh, to women's uh, cricket that's, uh, t- that's taking place, as well as uh, news of a new uh, appointment. Uh-huh, yeah. Well, not a new appointment, but really... An appointment that was always there just getting his job back. It's just news. It's not being confirmed by Zimbabwe Cricket. And that's the story I'm going to start with. Uh, Lal Chand Rajput, the coach of Zimbabwe, seems to have gotten his job back. Um, not what got it back. I mean, there was speculation before that he might lose his job. But I just didn't think that was going to happen. I just didn't think it was going to happen. Uh, I think um, Zimbabwe Cricket are quite happy with the direction it's going. I mean, the argument for him would be that, you know, for a lot of the time he didn't get to play consistent cricket. A lot of the cricket that was played was played um, with starts and stops, whether it was COVID-19, whether it was the uh, ICC, um, I wouldn't want to call it ban, it never got to a ban, but became a suspension. And all the other stupid upheavals that we've had since uh, he came through in 2018. Do I think that the results should be better? 100%. But also now with Zimbabwe going the direction of saying, okay, we're going to build a youthful team. That seems to be the thing that's happening right now. This is not to say that the, the se- I don't like the term senior players. And I, I agree with um, when Michael Holding, the West Indies guy, refers to it as the so-called senior players. Because I think the moment you play for Zimbabwe, you are already a senior player uh, at senior level because there's Zimbabwe A, there is under-19 team and so forth. So, so every time I hear this term, senior players, it grinds me because I'm like, yeah, well, do people get special, um, you know, brownie points? Look, there's nothing to say that we don't respect the work that some people have done over 15 years, 10 years, whatever the case may be. But the moment you have you know, areas in which people are just kind of like, yeah, you know, they're special, whatever the case may be. It, it, it really, you know, sometimes messes with the unity of the team. And, you know, seniority, I, I get that from school. But, I mean, when, when, when we're now into international players, sometimes the oldest players are, don't have the best leadership qualities. And we saw it with um, Graham Smith in South Africa, that he was a young man and he came into the team and, if you're going to go by that, he was already the senior player. The moment he came in, was was appointed at cap- as a captaincy, as a captain. So I, I'd rather go by leadership qualities that people have rather than the so-called senior players. I don't know what you think. Um, get in touch with me on Twitter at Quirirai, or you can get in touch with me uh, on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Quirirai. And uh, yeah, just uh, let's, let's, let's have a wangle about this and see what you think. 
but yeah, so Dazan Rajput, as I said, is is getting a contract that will go until 2023. Zimbabwe Cricket have not confirmed it, but uh, Rajput himself has been co- uh, was quoted in the media uh, in the Sunday Mail, no less, as saying, I'm happy to have my contract extended until the 2023 World Cup. I still have unfinished business with the national team since we had, uh, had started the rebuilding exercise. And I'm thankful that the ZC board for thankful to the ZZ board for giving me an opportunity to finish what I started. I am happy with the confidence of the ZZ. The ZZ has shown me it gives me a sense of belonging to the team and I will do my best to make the team one of the best. My main objective now is for us, that is Zimbabwe, to qualify for the 2022 T20 World Cup and the 2023 World Cup and I believe with the work that we have done so far and the team we are assembling, we can achieve our objectives. Uh, yeah, so he's also talking about how he feels a bit upset about the fact that we're watching it from the sideline. Remember, we couldn't go to the World Cup uh, because um, of we were under suspension when the qualifiers were being played. So we're having to watch the, the likes of Oman and Scotland and all those people play at that level. Uh, to be fair, I think guys like Ireland uh, have been playing a lot more T20 than us. So I think in that format, they have a better understanding of it at the moment. But I don't think it'll take long for us to, to catch up with them. Uh, primarily, as I said, since we're going for this policy where we're going to de- develop a new style of play. I, I still think, of course, that the, the guys who are older in the team... Uh, still have a place. I think if guys get runs, they should get into the team. Like, for example, a guy who's consistent with taking runs, <laughs> making runs is Craig Irvin. So, uh, and he did well captaining the T20 side. And his average is, is, is okay. It's not, it's not barnstorming, but he was the highest run maker last season in the domestic season. So what are you going to do about that? And then also, if you look at it in, um, still speaking, uh, Sean Williams is one of the, guys who really pushes the team and gets them working hard and so forth. Uh, the other arguments, I mean, Regis Chakava is coming into his own. I feel, I, I, don't you, I think that we missed a trick with Regis Chakava because I think we always treated him like a, um, a player who only plays long form cricket and can't play any other form of cricket. And we're now in a position where we're like, yeah, well, we could have used this guy because he's, He's playing with such audacity because he's, he's just, somebody's gone and whispered in his ear that you can play a, any form of cricket that you want. And he's, he's looking like a mainstay, like the guy who should be, who should have been playing, the guy we've been looking for for a while. And with there being a, um, with the retirement of um, a couple of players, uh, but in this instance, Brendan Taylor, to be specific, there are a couple of openings there. Eh? So, you know, um, Reggie is having to float. He's like the floater in the team at the moment. Uh, but uh, I see PJ Moore is back in the country playing for Mountaineers. Maybe if he gets some runs, he might get a look in, in the team. But it's looking like it's going to be a big competition. I'll tell you why in just a bit. Uh, I, I think there's uh, Roy Kaya, but Roy Kaya is... I don't know why he doesn't do it at international, though. It's kind of like that Timis and Maruma and also... Uh, Richmond Tumbami situation where they bun, they make great runs in domestic in the domestic scene, but when it goes to the international scene, they, they just can't get any runs going. So it's 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 kind of confusing. And uh, uh, speaking of the domestic scene, having finished what great segue by the way, <laughs> bringing you conversation. 
Uh, let's talk about domestic is, is season. Uh, so far, Rhinos and Alliance Health Eagles. Congratulations to Eagles, by the way, for getting that sponsorship. They're, they've played, they, they're the two teams that have played three matches. Eagles have won two, and then they lost the third one to um, Tuskers, uh, not to Tuskers, to Mountaineers. Mountaineers are coached by Davy Houghton, the, the former, uh, the, the country's first uh, captain when we, when we got our test status in 1992. And also the guy who holds the record for the highest, is it, what's the highest, um, highest, it should be the highest ODI. Oh, I'll have to check on that and then plonk it somewhere. But he, he's, he, and he's coming and coached. The first match, they they had problems. Um, they lost. But the second match, they had intensity. I remember going for all four days of the match at Harare Sports Club. And you can see from one to the next, that these guys are learning something, something that they're being taught, like just a different way of thinking. The intensity kept increasing. With um, So they've got one win. The only unbeaten team is Tuskers, who have played two, but one match uh, ended in a draw that was against uh, Southern Rocks. They got their win uh, this past uh, game day against Rhinos, and uh, Southern Rocks had a bye. So... So that's where we are in terms of uh, the, the, the table. So um, Eagles at the top on 20. Tuskers are second on 15. Mountaineers, who, by the way, did not win a match last season, along with Tuskers, are third on 10. Uh, Rhinos are on 10. And Southern Rocks, the champions, defending champions, no less, are on 5. And let's look at the runs that have been made. There's been a lot of runs this, this season. Uh, in three, uh, the, we're going to just start off first of all with the highest scoring numbers. My run makers, Kudzai Maunze is on 296 as he had a high score of 183, which is the highest of any player this season. Second is Takuzanaje Kaitano at 281 with a high score of 105. Uh, Tanunura Makoni, who is the son of the MD of Zimbabwe cricket, he's got a higher score of 129. And in two in four innings, he's got 255, averaging 63.75. Uh, Caetano averages 46.83, and Mounds uh, 59.20. Uh, Wesley Madevere is in there, got his first century, 111. Uh, he's played three matches, though, and that's five innings. And he got two hundred. he's on uh, 242 runs in total. And to round off what is a top five, Prisma Shaura is 227 and has got a high score of 97, averaging 37.83. Um, the highest score, as I said, of the season is, is uh, Kuzai Maunze so far is 183 in terms of individual innings score, uh, followed by Richmond Tumbamu with 156, Tanunu Ramakoni, who is, what's his debut, 129. Donald Tiripano, his match-winning performance uh, for Mountaineers in their win against Eagles with 116, uh, Westy Madevere with 111, and uh, Takuzanashi Kaitano with 105. And uh, Roy Kaya with an unbeaten 103. There are a gang of 50s. There's a lot of competition this season. And that's why I alluded to that guys are actually going to perform this season. Because this season we've got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7 uh, uh, hundreds, right? But uh, comp- this is in six matches. Last year, in 10 matches, we had four hundreds. So there's a, there's, there is a, 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 a much bigger hunger and better, better performance. Hundreds are hard to come by in the domestic league. Uh, looking at the wicket-taker's side, it also has been rather impressive. Uh, the highest uh, wicket-taker at the moment is Brendan Mavuta from uh, Rhinos with 18, followed by Willington Masakads of Mountaineers with 16. 
Tanaka Shivanga is then uh, shares uh, the next part with uh, Ernest Masu of um, Tuskers. Uh, Shivanga is from Eagles and they're on 12th each. Uh, Ainsley Lovant and, uh, and Mufuza are on 11 each. Uh, they're the ones that follow. After that, we get into single figures. There are a gang of people who are getting five fours. So, so for example, there they, they are seven five fours in this. Uh, six, is it seven? One, two, did I count this? Three, four, five, six, seven. There are eight five fours. The most impressive being six for 38 by uh, Tanaka Shivanga, followed by Wellington Masaka at 6 for 41 in their win against Eagles. Um, so there is a lot more in terms of performance this season. Uh, the good thing also, I will say, is we are going to have a season uh, that is going to be um, longish. It's going all the way until um, April next year, early April. And what that means is that we especially love the thing that we come up with the Northerns and Southerns. And when you get to the season and you got it's almost like an all-star game, right? And I think if you get to the end of the season and you're not in that all-star match, you kind of know if you're going to be in an, up for the reckoning for the winter matches uh, for the national team. Um, speaking on the national team, Afghanistan, I scheduled to come to Zimbabwe next month. Um, so that's exciting for the Benz. But before that, I, I, I must also add that it's cool that we're going to have cricket still being played uh, throughout the, you know, the, the international matches that will come, whether it's the women's matches or the men's matches. So there will be domestic cricket still being played, which is a pretty awesome thing. And speaking of women's cricket, Zimbabwe is hosting the uh, ODI World Cup Global Qualifier. Uh, in November this year, November going up to the 5th of December. There are nine teams that are coming to Zimbabwe and they're all taking part and uh, the top, and the, and the nine teams that are coming, uh, Bangladesh, Ireland, Ni Netherlands, Pakistan, Papua New Guinea, Sri Lanka, Thailand, United States, and the West Indies, and of course Zimbabwe. And there are two uh, groups that are, are taking place, Zimbabwe and the same group as the United States, Thailand, Pakistan, and Bangladesh. So the top three teams from the qualifier will, quali will progress to the 2022 Women's uh, Cricket World Cup in New Zealand. That's the top three teams in the Super 6. Originally, the qualifier was scheduled to take, to take place in Sri Lanka from 3 to 19 July 2020. And uh, it was then given to Zimbabwe to host uh, in uh, August 2021 that it would be played in Zimbabwe. Um, so it kept on being postponed, but uh, yeah, Zimbabwe stepped in and they will be able to host it. So it's going to be a difficult one for Zimbabwe because they only recently started playing a lot more 50 over matches. They've been playing a lot of uh, uh, 20 over matches. So for Zimbabwe, it's going to be a difficult one, a difficult one, especially with the powerful West Indies coming in. I think the favourites for this tournament will be uh, West Indies. I'll put Thailand in there because they played very well against Zimbabwe. I'm going to put Ireland in as well because they played against Zimbabwe. Pakistan, yeah, they, they're going to be very, very, uh, they're going to be a very interesting team to watch. And then throw in Sri Lanka in there. So it's going to be a difficult game for the tournament for Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe in the same group with the United States, Thailand, Pakistan, and Bangladesh. Um, 
Yeah, so the, the, those matches, as I said, are taking place uh, across four venues in in in, in Harare on, from 21 November to 5 December 2021. What I can tell you is that before that, there is a match against Bangladesh, three matches. The ladies are having three matches against Bangladesh in Bulawayo. And uh, these matches are part of preparations. And Bangladesh, of course, also won preparations for this tournament. And uh, what Zimbabwe will be playing with a crowd for the first time in year since 2019 no less the women's team is going to be playing in front of a crowd and so there's a there is a um a crowd of 1000 people who will be allowed to get into the matches um i don't know how they are picking them at the moment i haven't got up as soon as i get those information i'll maybe do another podcast in a couple of days but yeah if you're in Bulawayo, i think it's queen sports club you can go and check out the match between zimbabwe and uh and uh, bangladesh as uh, in their 50 over matches there are three of them as for the qualifier itself not sure if there are going to be any uh fans allowed this is in spite of the fact that the sport and recreation commission uh, in zimbabwe said that uh t grounds could get fans of up to 30 percent capacity uh, they just announced this on uh, the first of november so sports events can have up to 30 percent capacity i'm not sure what, what implications that has because it's not just uh, Zimbabwe saying that they will just have people coming in. It also has wider implications at I, uh, you know, at uh, international level and all that other stuff. Yeah. So in the next episode, I'm sure I'll have a couple of voice notes and so forth. I'll have some probably some words from the captain of the women's team. Also get some words from a couple of other people. Also, like so if you have any things that you'd like me to get any information on, Larry at three mobcom on Twitter at Quirirai has got a Y I at the end. And of course, um, any uh, any other platform, just look for me and let's have a chat. Uh, there'll be a lot of features. I'm going to be having a very interesting feature <laughs> called How's That? <laughs> when there's an appeal or something. So it's good. whenever we tackle something that's a bit controversial, they, I'm going to have uh, some exciting sections with it. But I just wanted to get, get it started and get it uh, going uh, so that we can start the conversation around cricket in Zimbabwe. Um, some other things that maybe some people might not know. Yeah, Dion Myers has gone to school. Uh, he's now going to be in university studying um, something. His father told me what it was. can't remember. Uh, but, uh, yeah, there was no chance of him playing for Zimbabwe. Um, just to be clear, there was just no chance. Uh, instead of going to school. <clears throat> he will be available to play a representative cricket for Zimbabwe, though, um, in when, whenever there's off-season, that side. But uh, he is hoping that he develops as university because they're in the United Kingdom. They have a good university structure and that sort of thing. So, yeah, and I, I know it's, it's a topic that's been doing the rounds across social media. Uh, what do you think uh, of the topics that we talked about here? What do you think about uh, the issue with the right you put? Uh, do you agree with him getting a new contract? His numbers are not great and don't make for great reading. But I, like I said, I, I gave the mitigation. Also, hey, um, funny thing that the coach of Zimbabwe does, uh, Zimbabwe women does, walking around the pitch. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, <laughs> do you, but I'm told it's 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 his exercise routine. But it just looks weird. But anyway, yeah, he walks around the ground for like fifty overs while the girls are fielding. It's a thing. I'm not even mad. I'm not even mad. I probably would do the same if I was that anxious. But 
yeah, see you in a couple of days for another episode of the Clubhouse N podcast. As I said, get in touch with me, Larry at 3-mob.com. That's Larry at 3mob.com, 3-mob.com on Twitter at Quirirai on uh, uh, um, um, Instagram, Larry Quirirai. Uh, just look for me and uh, let's have a chat. Let's let's see what's going on. Let's get this going. If you have any, if you want to get in touch to to contribute to the program, if you've got some ideas, if you want to send in uh, audio clips, whatever, yeah. So shout out to me on any platform and then make it happen. If you want your voice to be heard, this is going to be a place where we're going to knock heads at times. Not necessarily going to agree on things uh, about cricket, but ultimately we want as much of uh, discussions around cricket to take place. And finally, also to get our game out there, platforms and so forth, they're not giving us as much coverage as they do other countries. So we want to take control of the story of cricket in Zimbabwe. Let's make it fun from the Clubhouse End uh, podcast. My name is Larry Queen and I, I see you in the Take care of yourself. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. 